your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with Karen Cassian, my co-host. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. We're pleased to welcome to our studio this morning, Hannah Lynn. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. Thanks for joining Hannah's us, Hannah. Hannah's not new to uh, radio, Hunter's Bay Radio, but she's new to Arts R Us. Hannah is a mixed media textile and fiber artist, and she's the executive director of the YWCA Muskoka. She's also the instigator of an upcoming show called Women Create. We're going to find out more about that because Hannah's a creative person herself. So, Hannah, I would like to bring up the fact that I own a piece of your work, your <laughs> felt maker, and I purchased it from the Summit Center when Muskoka Arts and Crafts was showing there some years ago. I don't remember exactly what year but I've enjoyed it for all this time. I know that art making is a passionate pursuit for you, but it exists alongside your daily job as executive director of YWCA Muskoka. How do you manage this duality? Oh, I, I think it's all about creativity. So both, I've always had a desire to make and create things with my hands. That process is really rewarding settles me down. It helps me focus. And I think in my role at the YWCA, that creativity is key to us being able to develop services, programs that respond to the needs of the community. You, you really do important. have quite a wide range of programs and events yes. that you put on annually as well. Yes. Um, we, so the YWCA, we are one of the smaller YWCAs across Canada, a community YWCA, and we serve around 1,500 people a year with 17 or 18 programs. Well, it'll keep you busy. It, it does, <laughs> but I also have a great team. I don't do this single-handedly, right? Well, how big right? is your team? Uh, there's 17 of us. Oh, wow. So yeah. when I first started, I was uh, came to the Y in 2005 as a Girls Unplugged facilitator. Yeah. So you were hands-on, really? <laughs> uh, very hands-on and frontline, right? And I would say a lot of our team still is very hands-on and frontline. Right. We're delivering girls programs here in Huntsville. Um, we do a program called Getting Ahead for people on low income. We run an initiative called Circles and do lots of workshops and programs for women. I was wondering, um, was your family artistically inclined? You said you have been doing art a long time. Did you start young? Yes. Yeah. Um, my The women in our family were particularly creative, I think. Um, my mom uh, was a quilter. My grandmother probably taught us to knit every time she came to visit from Nova Scotia. And we had to learn how to cast on again. Um, my brother liked to draw. My sister liked to draw. We were encouraged, right? I grew up in Ottawa. So the opportunity to go visit the art gallery or the museums was right there. Um, and yeah, and I think my parents both encouraged us to take opportunities and try new things. And that's part of it. You, you are mixed media art, fiber artists. Um, maybe you need to explain what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means that I, I have lots of interests and I'm always exploring. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm an idea person. So as much as I'm attracted to the material, 
whether that's the dye pot or fabric, wool or paper, um, the work is all about communicating, right? I believe you, you create art to connect with people and to connect people. So um, the medium is, is part of that message, whether it's drawing. I like watercolor. I like um, ink. I like uh, the textile arts. And sometimes you, ideas come in layers. I was right? going to say, do you mix them? Yes. yes. So, yeah. you know, you might be starting with a drawing, moving to felt, going back in with stitching, uh, laying on top. Printmaking is fascinating to me. Uh-huh. There's a lot of uh, places that can go. Where do you get your wool? Um, I order it from where I can get it, right? Okay. Is so it there have been times. Yeah, yeah it, there have been times where somebody's shown up in a workshop that I taught and said, here you go. Here's some llama. Oh, wow. Here's some alpaca fleece from my bird which has been lovely we've done some trading and people always want to give you dog hair <laughs> yes and i don't do dog hair i have yeah. two big dogs yeah I would but it's it. a very short fiber very short staple and difficult to work i know it's hard to refuse people who yeah. want to commemorate their animal in some way right? but <laughs> yeah so no i i tend to order uh wool now online there's a, a canadian mill uh, in alberta and also from texas and so, and then you dye it yourself Usually, yes. yes. I mean, you can, you don't have to. Nowadays, you could order all the tools. You could order kits with everything in it. And you can order um, ounces of wool in any color. But I love the dyeing process. Mm-hmm. I love the surprise of it. I love cooking on the back deck with a picnic table and the camp stove and mm-hmm. dyeing And, o- and over dyeing if it doesn't yeah, turn out right. <laughs> for sure. And I've also done some experimenting with natural dyeing, which has grown yes, over the years. And things. Right. Yeah. To, to really explore the range. of mm-hmm. One of the challenges with that, I think, though, is the uh, stability of the color uh, with the natural dye. It dip- yeah. If you use mordant, you have to use a mordant to set it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is. And mordant. which is, it could be something like copper. Or iron or aluminum. Um, they're usually metals. It can sometimes be other materials that you combine. Vinegar yes. is helping to set the dye. I have a question about uh, moths. Do you ever have an infestation? I haven't. No. But I also keep my wool in totes and stored properly. You know, I think I've actually probably in my guest house from time to time had a bigger battle with mice. Oh, that want to come in in the wintertime because we live on five acres rurally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they would love to Mm -hmm. get in and create a nest somewhere. You mentioned where you live. How did you get to where you live now? Because you came from Ottawa. I came from Ottawa. But you seem to have gone to schools. I went to school in Peterborough and then I went out west after I graduated from university from Trent. And then I went, I was in Victoria, uh, Prince Rupert working in a cannery, writing grants and out to Haida Gwaii which some people remember is also called Queen yes. Child Islands. Yeah. And then I moved to Nelson and Nelson oh, wow. is where the home of Kootenai School of the Arts. So we had working artists teaching others to be working artists. Right? That's where I took a lot of the fiber training. And, and thought about it as a practice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was almost 30 and thought, I want to know whether I have what it takes to be an artist. I had already been writing grants and creating opportunities through the museums to engage artists in projects, but I really wanted to know whether I had what it took. And now I'm, I'm quite comfortable with this balance of 
creating things that make me happy, that connect, creating opportunities. But I no longer, when I first moved here to Muskoka, I thought, oh, I have to do every craft show within 100 kilometers, <laughs> 200 kilometers. How am I going to make it as a production artist? But I've realized that that's not really me. I love to create pieces, but once I figured it out, I want to move on and do something. Yeah, right. so you're not, you're more of a one-off person. Like. Yeah, or actually, as my teacher said to me early on at school, at least do three of something. Oh, work through the idea. Make a a series is at least three. Keep going. Don't just stop at one. So you're you, one, one. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you sell your work? Yep. You do. Yep. Okay. So uh, online part of. Yeah. Part of the group that started Arts at the Albion in Gravenhurst, okay, which is an artist cooperative, still running after Are you still a part of years. that? No, arm's length, Yeah, right? I still support them. I share their posts online. I visit the gallery frequently. Lots of my friends are still involved with it. But um, to be part of a gallery depends on the, the structure. You may need to do shifts on a regular basis. You may need to have a certain threshold of production items that you're selling. I kind of prefer selling my work to those that connect. Like, I think it's quite lovely that Noreen and I just connected in December because I found out, oop, there's a show happening and she's showing a piece that I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it, it myself. Lovely. Yeah. Do you have a studio so, uh, where you can work? I do. Yeah. yeah. So um, because we live east of Gravenhurst. So um, my husband is a guitar maker, MuskokaGuitars.com. He has the garage. He needed more space than I did. I use uh, a bunkie. And then I also, when the season's good and the bugs aren't bad, I will work outside. I don't know how you fit in time for art, gardening, cooking, big yeah, dogs, and the outdoors. Yeah. You make time. Right? Mm -hmm. I think you have to, if, if you know what your priorities are, what makes you happy. When I'm not creating, I'm pretty grumpy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the truth of it. So I'll know when I need to be drawing more or picking up a needle or, you know, thinking. And Dave and I will both, you know, we'll take an excursion, pack the dogs up, go down to the Michael Gallery, walk around their tree museum, their sculpture garden, and go fill the well. Just to kickstart some that, sometimes that process, especially this time of year when we're in March and it feels dark, winter's, mm -hmm. you know. I think this is a good moment. We're going to kickstart something else when we come back after the break with Hannah Lynn. Executive Director of the YWCA Muskoka. We'll be right back. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Cassian, my co-host, and today we're welcoming Hannah Lynn. And Hannah is talking to us about various things and her own life as a creator. And she's an instigator as well. And we're going to talk about something she's instigated, instigating, which is Women Create. Can you talk to us about what Women Create is? Sure. So uh, this will be the second time that the YWCA in Muskoka is working with um, and for uh, artists who identify as women in the region to profile their work. Really, we, we put together a proposal, pitched it to the Chapel Gallery, Muskoka Arts and Crafts. They said, yes, we figured out a time in October, October 20th, we'll be opening a show of Women Create, an exhibition of makers, creators. Um, and it's open to any women in Muskoka who make something, 
right? We've, we have, um, I reached out to four or five local galleries across the region to say, Hey, who do you know? Right. The first time we did this, we put the call out and we had about 30. I remember right? that because I attended the opening. It was through her eyes in her hands. That's and Karen right. and I interviewed Serena West. Actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she and I, she's involved with this one as well, helping share it out. Uh, Miranda Britton of the Britton Gallery and okay. Wendy Donaby of Heron's Nest and Janice Feist. Um, we've reached them all to help us connect more people this time. So it will be a salon style show. The reason we're talking about this now is we've just opened the call for entry. And so you opened it on International Women's Day. We sure did. That's that was a, important to us. Plan. We met a couple times first to figure out what the parameters were. We want it to be encouraging. Um, we worked with uh, Nicole. The Nicole Kitchen is the new executive director. We, we've interviewed her. Of She's Ms. wonderful. Of Arts and Crafts to help us create a simple online jot form so people can go in um create their application. I think you can go back to it and add because everybody can submit up to three pieces and we'll do our best to show as much work as possible. I was going to say, how many can you handle at the chapel gallery? How many? Depends on the size of the pieces, right? So I think we did set a restriction for the largest size of 2D work to take up a wall. It's like 36 by 36. And after that, um, we have a couple of volunteers who do a wonderful job of hanging and displaying and uh, we're just hoping that we get you know women of all talent right doesn't you don't have to be an established this may be your first show I actually mm-hmm. hope it is it's probably <laughs> that's a really good way pointed. to start it's it? really yeah like mm-hmm. take the opportunity to put in a piece you know and, and what groups, I love group is shows the are so much better for feeling safe <laughs> absolutely and and it's true and it, everything goes Right. I, I um, it makes me think of when um, a couple of years ago we, w- we had the opportunity to go to Spain and visit the Prado. Prado. And I remember thinking, wow, the world recognizes all these pieces as masterworks, but you're not going to like every piece in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Something is going to resonate with you. You're going to love a piece, put it in. Other people are going to share it. You're you're sparking conversations mm-hmm. by sharing work. Well, there was a lot of range of uh, mediums uh, in the through her eyes. Yes. So, and, and also a range of artists. So I think totally. you're bound to be successful in that regard. I think you should say when the deadline is for submission. Right. So we set a long date. Our deadline is actually July 31st. We wanted to give the women in the community the longest run possible to prepare. Sometimes we get these calls and it's, it's two weeks from now. But we're encouraging people to put in work that they've created in this window between now and, Mar- and July 31st. After that, we'll take everybody's work applications and figure out how to get to hanging by October. And then there'll be a day in October. It's on the application form where people will bring the work and we'll get titles together, names of artists together. Is it curated? Um, Not really. No, I would say, just, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a formal curator with yeah. an MFA, but I think we've got a group of five that will soft jury it. Okay. So that we can create a collective statement. We're also asking people to submit a picture of themselves in their studio, in the space they work. We were talking about QR codes. We don't want to make it too complicated, but we would love to have a window or an eye into where do you work? That would be me at my dining room table. Right. Sort of thing. You at your dining room table. It could be me at the picnic table outside. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. It may be amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Will you be submitting a work yourself? You bet. I've got one. And three pieces. then I want to do up to three. And, you know, we'll, we'll, well, we have to go down for that one. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. You have to think about saving something for She Talks Muskoka for their silent auction. Well, I've done that already. Okay, so let's I'm talk good. about that. Sure. Let's move to that because that's coming up a little ahead of October. Yeah. That's coming up on April 5th. Do you want right. to talk about the fundraiser, She Talks Muskoka? Sure, sure. So um, She Talks Muskoka, I, I give credit to YWCA Cambridge for starting the She Talks event as a fundraiser. They wanted to amplify women's voices and um, basically create space on a stage as a fundraiser to bring in the original concept was five speakers. Um, We've done this a couple of years through COVID. We did it virtually twice. Now this is the first time we're back in person. We tried to get our speaker for March the 8th for international women's day. She wasn't available. And my committee of volunteers and staff said, no, we really want to bring um, one speaker who's outstanding with a great story to tell and do it in person. And it'll be in Huntsville at the Algonquin Theater. Tickets are on sale through the Algonquin Theater, so you can pick your seats, right? What I'm hearing and seeing is people are coming and bringing a friend, or they're buying a few tickets, right? Um, and it's a fundraiser to help support the work that the YWCA Muskoka does in, in Muskoka communities. Our mandate is to serve the region, and we fundraise for all of it. So this is just a piece of a bigger puzzle of funding that comes from, for the Y, from grants, from individual donors. Because you have no core funding. That's right. Yeah, it's all from granting or individual donors or um, special events like this. I've already got my ticket. You do? Since February 5th. Awesome. (laughs) And there's still tickets left, but I understand ticket sales are going very well. And there is also, as you mentioned, a silent auction, which will open a couple of weeks prior and it's viewable online. So we've got a range of items. Amy Jones has been doing an amazing job reaching out to connect and also to give people the opportunity and small businesses in Mishkoka the opportunity to, to contribute. So is that in Partners Hall, the silent auction? It's virtual. Oh, it's all virtual. It's, it's all not, virtual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've got something for that put yes. aside. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'll look for that. Just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's other people involved as well. Uh, Kelly Jones, a special opening talk by Kelly Jones. Would you tell She's, us a little about her? Sure. So Kelly is actually coming up on her five years with our organization as a staff member. She came uh, to us. She's from a local from Huntsville. Um, she came to us as a participant and then moved through uh, quite a journey that she'll share part of on the night and we uh, the committee asked her and she agreed to to be our our key our opener and your right. MC is Sarah Heffling I haven't met Sarah yet so she's a volunteer from the community who came forward and said I would love to be a part of this and the committee said great let's you know, be are you MC. willing to be the MC and she said yes she's, oh, wow. she's an entrepreneur it seems she started yeah. Elevate Podcast Company right. to help businesses launch their own successful podcast. Wow, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems to all tie in. I'm really looking forward to the whole thing. Well, I have to I get know. a ticket It's going to be a great evening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't wait to the last minute to get your tickets. Um, That's be, what people do. And I think, so. well, I know. And I think they've, I have heard that they've opened up the upper gallery because they're expecting oh, a really big crowd. Oh, good. 
I, well, I have one area that I didn't mention I would like to ask you about, and that is your participation in Portraits of Resilience. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Okay, That's so during COVID. Art Gallery of Ontario. Yeah, could you talk about that? Because I, I missed it. I'm a member and I don't know how I missed it. Well, I think, you know what? We can't beat ourselves up about missing opportunity, right? I'll see somebody's e-blast and I'll go, wow, how come I didn't hear about that show? Right. Or missed that call for entry. Can't do it, all. it was an opportunity. The Arts Gallery of Ontario wanted to do a show about portraits, how people were handling COVID. And so they opened it up and they they had a select group of pictures. I think they went back to. They got thousands of over three thousand well, from around the world. You were able all ages, all abilities, all mediums. And we were able to enter online our name, our bio, our title, the piece, a little bit about how it connected. um, With the theme of resilience. With the theme of resilience as it related to that time a couple years ago. This show can still be seen online. So I think I have a link to it on my website, which is hannahlindesigns.com. It's more a gallery. We were talking about this just before the show. Um, I use my website as a gallery to show and share Mm-hmm. fun things that I've created but yeah arts of resilience I, and I expect that we'll see more of that uh, there have been lots of online shows I've certainly seen some through Kawartha Lakes and Lindsay and in the Ontario it's such a great way to view stuff so it that, is. that online show can mm-hmm. be seen at the through the ago as well and it's slated to end uh, on June 29th of 2023 so it may be extended but uh, right now you can actually to see these really amazing things, these portraits. Yeah. Well, and it, you know what? I think it's a great equalizer, right? Sometimes, and, and we've seen that over the last few years where museums or galleries will have a family-free day or they'll make membership free and accessible to children or now youth at the Art Gallery of Ontario, right? And I think that's really important if we want to change how we are represented and the work that we're representing in these galleries, and that's what's beautiful about Women Create is that, you know, we're bringing more presence and visibility to women's work. Well, this is a good time to say, where can people find the information about that? Mm-hmm. So on our YWCA website, ywcamuskoka.com, also on muskokaartsandcrafts.com, there'll be a link to apply for the show. Um, and your own website, you mentioned it. Yes, my own website is hannahlindesigns.com. And uh, you're also on Twitter? I am not really on Twitter anymore. Okay. Yeah, I don't. But <laughs> no, I am on Instagram. Yeah. I am on Facebook. Instagram's my great website. for hurt. Instagram's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm on LinkedIn, right? But uh, the visual stuff, Instagram is mm-hmm. quite wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Pinterest. But Pinterest, I'm usually just collecting and, mm-hmm. I guess, curating. It's wonderful. Lots of fiber (laughs) imagery and things that inspire us. Well, I wish you every success on all of these things because it's really for a good cause and we support it. So thank you for coming in, Hannah, and telling us. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Lovely to meet you. You too. We're going to announce some events for um, the area. And Karen's going to begin in just a minute. But I want to say that these are the events as of the air date of this broadcast, which will be March 19th, 2023. So, Karen, what have you got in terms of performing arts? 
Well, the Huntsville Festival of the Arts has a spring production coming up, Beauty and the Beast, and that's on at the Algonquin Theater from March 24th to April 2nd. Uh, the festival also has a call for proposals for Nuit Blanche North, and that the deadline for that is March 31st at 5 p.m., and the theme for this year's Nuit Blanche North is that's when everything changed. So it's pretty loose. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Jesse Cook is coming to the Algonquin Theater April 22nd. And the festival is um, will be coming out with their summer launch shortly. So stay tuned. It'll be sometime in April. And that's going to be exciting. They'll, they'll have about 30 entertainers coming to the Algonquin Theater this summer. Uh, the Huntsville Theater Company has Fiesta Latina at Canvas Brewery. And that's April 15th. And that's it. Well, I, I noticed, too, that Huntsville Theatre Company has a bunch of workshops on their website. Yes. Hair and Makeup on March mm-hmm. 27th, Movement on April 24th, and Voice Workshop on May 29th. Mm-hmm. So it's worth looking at their website, huntsvilletheatre.org. I also have looked at March Madness at Gravenhurst Opera House on uh, Wednesday, March the 22nd. There's a snowed in comedy tour. Everybody needs a little comedy. Uh, Saturday, March 25th, is Music of the Night, which is music of Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's apparently to celebrate his 75th birthday. So all that wonderful show music from Phantom and uh, Cats and Jesus Christ Superstar will be featured. And on Sunday, March the 26th, Just for, Kit, Just for Kicks Solo Showcase. Uh, that's a dance academy performing. Those things are Gravenhurst Opera House, which we don't often think about, but it's certainly part of Muskoka, an important part of Muskoka. In terms of visual arts, the Huntsville Arts Society is currently showing Silent Landscapes by Stephen Moretti in the Partners Hall. It's, a, it's well worth seeing. It's a pretty, pretty powerful show. show. Yeah. A Huntsville Art Society in the community uh, has at Huntsville Pub- Public Library Tiffany Monk. And in hospice is Pam McKenzie. Uh, coming up in Partners Hall will be Extensions of Light with Carolyn Butson. We, we're talking about Mac and all the things that are going on. Currently, the show is still on in uh, Summit Center Atrium, Art Atrium, behind the Iron Forest. And that will be followed by the Huntsville Art Society members, Colors of Our Soul, on April the 4th. So there's a, I'm, I think I did want to mention something about um, uh, Mac is presenting a tea social at the Chapel Gallery on March 26th, which just sounds delightful, <laughs> from 12 to 2 o'clock. And you learn about tea and its properties. And you'll have fresh scones and sandwiches, so look out MuskokaArtsAndCrafts.com. I think there's a lot to do. Just mm-hmm. keep looking. So yes. thank you very much, Anna, Again. for coming in. Thanks. Thanks so much. There's only one Hunters Bay Radio. We are Muskoka. Muskoka.